Welcome back to the 7B Podcast. I'm Dylan Green, the sports editor here at the Bonner County Daily Bee. On this week's podcast, I'm going to take a look back at this year in sports. It's been a crazy year, just like it has been for um, every section and every place around the, the country. Um, but there has been some amazing moments that that have happened despite, um, obviously, the pandemic, which has... Um, affected all the sports and um, continues to affect uh, the winter season as right now. Um, so yeah, obviously the the one storyline, which I'm not really going to, you know, it's not really a major storyline, but it's just, it's obvious is, is, is COVID-19 and how it um, eventually canceled the spring season. You know, it, it took some time, but eventually in um, in April, the Idaho High School Activities Association decided to uh, cancel the, the spring season. Um, it was a decision that no one wanted to see, but it was one that was um, necessary given um, the health and safety of everyone. And it was and one that obviously was really unfortunate for all the teams, um, local teams around here, and the athletes that have worked so hard throughout their careers um, to get to where they are today. And so, you know, it, it was really tough to see, you know, for like the Sandpoint softball team, they had Izzo Edwards, Brooklyn Steiger, um, and J.C. Iris, who, three seniors who were really hoping to help this team be- get back to state and really make an impact in their final season. And it just, you know didn't get to happen and all three had a chance to be all league and they really felt they had the potential to to make some noise at the state level as well and the tennis team you know uh, and talking to Ken Anderson their head coach throughout even to the off season after you know the season was canceled but obviously before as well I mean he really felt this team had the capability to win district titles on the girls and boys side um and to do some damage at state as well. And uh, it was unfortunate that, you know, senior captains um, Haley Godvin and Jenny Slavic didn't get a chance to, you know, finish out their careers and, and leave their mark. Um, but, you know, they have a strong team coming back, especially on the boys' side. We'll have all um, three of their captains coming back, you know, Charlie Johnson, Christian Story, and Josh Embry. So, that should be a team to watch out for um, next spring. Um, this, actually, this spring, I should say, um, as we get ready for that season. That's you know just around the corner. It's crazy. It's it's coming up. Um, you know, obviously this that the cancel season had a huge impact on you know Sarah Hathaway who at Clark Fork who was really hoping to um, make up for a season that you know that was kind of was hampered by injuries you know 2019 she suffered a calf injury um in that season and, and she got through the season but it she just wasn't at full strength and she got to state but she just wasn't herself and she wasn't able to get the results that she was hoping for so this year she was really hoping for that 300 hurdles title um and potentially getting one at 100 hurdles as well and she certainly had the capability to do that and um you know, obviously she's gone on to go to Lewis and Clark State College, but 
just unfortunate we didn't get a chance to see her finish out her career at Clark Fork and and make one last one last impact, um, you know, Clark Fork. And then, uh, you know, in golf, uh, the Sandpoint golf team, they obviously the girls were um, second at state in, in 2019 and really had a chance to um, make some noise this season, you know, this past season as well. Um, with Hattie Larson, CeCe DePrez, Camille Neuter, Carson Granier, and Andy Canning. Um, you know, and, and they're going to have those that whole squad coming back, which is really awesome, um, basically. So they're going to be strong this year. But, you know, I mean, they really felt they had a chance to state title um, this past year, given how well they did in, in 2019. Um, and then obviously on the track, you know, there was – Obviously, so many athletes that that had their seasons, you know, just taken away. But, you know, some notable ones, you know, senior-wise were Braden Dressel, Maddie Morgan, who was going to just do some amazing things at Triple Jump, Beyonce Vincent, Brandon Casey, um, and then, you know, Brandon Kappen, um, as a junior, he was expected to do some huge things. You know, and, and these are just a few of the athletes and a few of the teams and that had their season kind of, cut short and you know, not cut short just taken away by the pandemic um and it's really sad that um that happened you know I did season previews on all those teams and all those athletes and you know just to see it not even happen I mean you know I, I did put all you know all that time and all those storylines I was really looking forward to covering you know, those teams and those athletes and to not have that come to fruition was really hard for me and frustrating. And, um, but you know, it's, it's just the way it had to be and what was necessary. And, um, it was difficult, you know, to deal with it, but I was able to get through it, you know, by doing senior spotlights and talking to, you know, and every one of these athletes, these local athletes that got their seasons, their final seasons taken away. Um, and I think you know, that brought me a little bit of closure in a way, you know, in terms of not having a spring season. And I hope it gave the, the athletes a little something to hold on to. Um, you know, and, and I guess moving past that, you know, now I kind of want to look at the storylines in sports that actually, in local sports that actually came to fruition this year as we were able to get back to action um, over kind of over the summer and then obviously this fall um, with the fall sports season coming back um it was kind of nice to see sports come back so um yeah so I, I guess the first storyline I was gonna kind of touch on was one that was um we were talking about before the spring season kind of got canceled uh this year this past year was um the 4a and 5a in the empire league um combining um for just um the 2020-21 um season um and that was, you know, something that took some legwork from all the schools in the area to make happen. And um, and those that was in seven sports. They combined in boys' soccer, girls' soccer, boys and girls' basketball, volleyball, softball, and baseball. And um, we got to see that um, start to happen this fall. Um, and obviously now we're in the midst of it with the winter sports. But it started this fall, and um, it's really cool to see, you know, all these teams and um, play each other at least twice. Some played three times just because of scheduling and how COVID had to cancel games and, 
you know, quarantining athletes and stuff like that and teams. Stuff had to be switched around with schedules. Um, and obviously I have, uh, feel bad for athletic directors because it was just crazy. But, um, yeah, it was it was really exciting to kind of see that. Um, really, there was supposed to be one league standing kind of taken, but obviously that didn't really come to fruition this past fall, fall because Moscow started out, you know, saying that they weren't going to play uh, fall sports. Um, they Their school district kind of pulled out and said, nope, we're not going to play. So, um, you know, they kind of had to adjust and just say, well, we're not going to take a full league standing, a combined 4A, 5A league standing this year because of Moscow not being in it. And then obviously Moscow came back in, but it really, you know, Moscow wasn't able to play all those teams because they came in a little later in the season. So it wouldn't have been a full grasp of the league standing. So weren't able to see that there, but this winter we're starting to get a glimpse of it. And and really this was kind of like a blessing this year because, ha- you know, combining really helped in the midst of all this uncertainty with the coronavirus because each school was at each other's backs and and scheduling and moving around schedules. They've been able to fill in gaps. You know, football had a huge thing where, you know, obviously the Sandpoint football team played uh, Lake City twice just because of, cancel you know, cancellations with games that they had scheduled with Washington and a team from Canada. and So, yeah, a lot of stuff, moving parts, but that really has has been a huge, you know, story to keep keep in mind. I should also mention that um, these aren't in any particular order. Um, I'm actually planning on releasing an article on New Year's, New Year's Eve with a whole breakdown of the top 10 story, sports stories, of local sports stories of, you know, um, 2020. Um, but yeah, these, these ones that I'm going over, you know, kind of like a look back at sports this year, aren't in any particular order. There's kind of some big stories that I kind of, um, attached to and really, you know, feel like had a huge, um, say on what happened kind of this, this year in sports. So, um, you know, the second one that kind of comes to mind is the Sandpoint Open. Um, now this was a track meet that was, you know, took part in, in, on June 13th of, um, 2020 and yeah I mean it was really strange because <laughs> it was the first and last track meet of the season I mean no no track meets were held because of obviously the, the coronavirus um wiping off the spring season and and so um you know Matt Brass um really organized it all and, and got this all together and got 60 athletes from 10 different schools together so these kids just got one chance to compete and kind of just I guess see an end, you know, a little bit. It was really for the seniors, you know. That's what he Matt told me. It was really for the seniors who didn't get a chance to compete and and see all their hard work kind of, you know, get an ending. And uh, yeah, it was really cool to see. And um, you know, that took place here at Sandpoint High. And um, and obviously there was guidelines that had to be followed, and it was spaced out and. There's only so many kids that could be there at a time and stuff like that, but it really, you know, it was really awesome to cover and and talk to the kids because they really enjoyed, you know, doing it and and being there and they appreciated the effort that went into making it it happen. Um. Yeah, and I guess speaking of the coronavirus, you know, in in, in April, um, this huge campaign kind of started nationwide called "Be the Light" campaign where, 
Um, stadiums kind of around the country were, were football stadiums were, were lighting up their fields and kind of celebrating the class of 2020. And that happened here in Sandpoint and happened in Clark Fork, happened at Priest River. All those schools lit up their stadium lights for 20 minutes to to celebrate the class of 2020 who didn't get a chance to really spend time in the classroom or with their friends over the last couple months of their high school careers because of the coronavirus pandemic. And that was a really cool event to go out and see. All the horns were honking. It was really cool because it felt like, you know, I wrote my article at the, of the, you know, while recapping the event, you know, it was like, it was like the team, the football team had won a state title because everyone was honking, cheering, you know, it was kind of a great atmosphere and it was great to see everybody kind of enjoying it. Yeah, and I guess kind of touching on what happened <laughs> earlier before April and into the the winter sports uh, last year, um, you know, Tag Benefield, that was a huge huge story was he placed third at state at 220 pounds and he had a amazing story where you know he he tore his meniscus uh during the football season in uh 2019 um a couple games in the season and he missed a good chunk of this the season for the football team and he didn't even know if he'd be able to come back in time to wrestle but just a couple months before, I'm sorry, just a couple weeks before the uh, season kind of, the regular season wrapped up for the wrestling team, he was able to get back on the mat and slowly worked his way in and got back in time and just missed out on a district title and then battled, you know, to get third at state. And that was an awesome story of kind of redemption and adversity, overcoming it and just battling through. And it was awesome to see him do that and obviously he had a huge um huge uh, impact this this fall on the football field as well another huge storyline took place this past winter as well uh the sandpoint girls basketball team uh, got back to state um they uh obviously took down rival lakeland in uh districts to get the district title and get back to state they went one and two at state, but they won their first game and had a chance to play in the semifinals and get a chance to, you know, obviously if they won one, that would advance to the state final, but they didn't, and they lost their next two. But really it was a huge accomplishment, you know. Um, it was a school, you know, a team that's used to kind of being at state. You know, they've, they've been there regularly over the, you know, the last decade, but nice to see them get back after kind of a disappointing season in 2019 and they bounced back with a 17 and 9 season um you know Dawson Driggs and Maddie Morton led them back to to you know glory and it was huge you know a young squad with you know Kelsey Cessna and Daly Driggs playing huge minutes as freshmen and you had um all kind of contributing players from you know Hattie Larson, Isel Edwards, Brooklyn Steiger, um Sophia Platt, Platty, um Bill Phillips, you know Kaylee Banks, you know, there's a whole bunch of different players that helped that team get back. It was kind of like who, who's who of who's going to step up, step up each night and and be the leading scorer and help the team overcome um, whoever they were facing on the court that night. And and that was a really fun team to watch and a really great team to cover. And and yeah, it was it was great to see them get back there. And and uh, definitely you saw, you know, the kind of the town and I guess you would say the 
you know, the the parents and everyone in the community kind of rally around the team when they kind of made that run to get back back to state, and that that was really cool to see. Uh, this year, we also saw the return of bullpup football. Sandpoint Middle School got back its uh, football team, you know, after a decade of not having one, and uh, I had the opportunity to watch them play their first game under the lights at uh, War Memorial Field, and it was it was really awesome to see, um, and they played amazingly well, and it's definitely, you know, a, a great way for, um, you know, the, the high school team and the high school coaches to see what's coming up through the pipeline and kind of have, you know, the system that they run at the high school level out down at the middle school level, and so that kids, when they get to high school, are even more prepared and more ready for high school, and that's just going to help make the football program even stronger, um, and that was that was really fun to see, and um, I know the community was really excited about it, and um, and I um, got to, you know, take some photos of, of the kids on their opening game on the turf there at, at War Memorial Field, and um, and they took down Timberlake, and they had a really strong first season, and, um, you know, I know Troy Holt, who's kind of got a hold of that program right now, has a really, um, a lot of excitement for the future there, and, and what, um, his team can be capable of at the middle school level going forward, um, and he's all about kind of building the kids up and getting them ready for the next, um, you know, kind of for the next level, which is high school, so, um, yeah, that was that was great to see. And then, obviously, talking about War Memorial Field, um, the artificial turf finally installed. And uh, that was a sight to see. Um, I think anyone you talk to, you know, would say it's um, a venue that is one of a kind in uh, the state of Idaho. And, um, you know, the athletic director, Chris Knowles, at um, at Sandpoint, he told me he feels like it's one of the best in the whole Pacific Northwest in terms of high school um, venues. So um, everyone was excited to see it, and obviously they had a ribbon cutting just before the the start of the fall sports season to um, celebrate the completion of Phase One, which you know was all the installing the artificial turf um, for you know, obviously football and and you know the baseball fields. Um, and yeah, it's just a multi-purpose field that got used obviously for soccer as well. Um, um, this this fall and had a whole bunch of different games on it. Obviously, the middle school football team played on it, and yeah, I mean that thing's gonna get used, you know, a lot. And that's the purpose of it is it's multi-use and it's not just gonna use for one thing. Um, and it looks amazing. And you know, and I think there was a lot of debate about you know natural versus artificial and you 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 know everyone has kind of their preference and i and i get that but man that artificial turf looks amazing and the one thing you don't have to worry about is is snowstorms affecting affecting playing football games and stuff like that because now you can remove the snow or stuff like that and it's not gonna you know get this field all soggy and you know when it pours it's not going to dampen the field because the drainage is good and it's artificial turf so there's a lot of advantages to having it, and I think everyone really enjoyed seeing it um, this fall. Yeah, and then speaking of soccer, the Sandpoint Boys soccer team got back to state. Um, 
you know, and they avenged the loss, a district championship loss to Moscow in 2019 and went 5-6-3, um, you know, to get to back to the state tournament. And it was a huge accomplishment, something that obviously head coach Tanner French always has in mind is to get to state. It's a goal, you know. And he's been trying to build up this program since he's, he's taken it over. And he really started to see those those steps get taken this year and um and the team really you know get better and uh you know they were hoping to get a ninth state title but obviously they went 0-2 not kind of the result they were looking for but they get a lot of experience and a lot of the team is coming back next year they obviously lose MVP league MVP Xander Moore and some other key seniors um but they have a lot of young talent coming back and it's Really excited to see this, you know, future there. You know, the girls' soccer has been really strong in Sandpoint over the last, however many, many years. You know, they've been going to state tournament um, finals and win a state title in 2019. But this year, it was the boys who, you know, got a chance to go there and and you know, hopefully, we can get both of them back there next year and continue to see that kind of progression. Um. Yeah, and. It's, you know, speaking of fall sports again, um, the Sandpoint Boys cross country team, they made it to state and they placed the fourth time, well, the first, the fourth trophy that they've um, gotten at state um, ever, and um, they finished fourth, um, and it was quite the season. You know, obviously, uh, they were led by Nikolai Bright, who placed eleventh as an uh, individual and really had a huge, you know, a, a strong season along with Jet Lucas um, and and uh, the other senior captain, Keegan Nelson. It was just a really strong team, and it they've really been talking about how, how badly they won a trophy the last couple of years, and they know how strong their team has been. It's just the competition at the 4A level is just so intense that it's it's very hard to break through, and... But the boys put in time during the off season to get better, and they were dedicated, and it it paid off, and they they came through, and uh, you know the whole team was excited about it. I know after they uh, got the trophy, and I talked to head coach Matt Prass, he was you know just ecstatic that you know they were finally able to break through, and I, I know it was a huge you know thing for you know the seniors to to get that and and get that trophy for for the team after working so hard for it and then i i guess i'll finish with maybe the biggest you know recent storyline in terms of sports on the field and that's a sandpoint football team um they made it all the way to the state semifinals um for the first time since 2015 it was really a a storybook run i mean <laughs> they started one and four and then they went um, they won four straight games to get all the way to state semifinals. They beat, you know, rival Moscow twice, once in the regular season to win the league title, and then again in the in the state playoffs, um, in the um, the quarterfinals to advance to semifinals. And uh, yeah, they showed a lot of grit. You know, obviously starting one to four isn't easy, but man, their schedule was rough. You know, playing. All those 5A schools um, didn't really show how good they were, and they certainly showed how tough they were once they hit 
for a competition started taking on Lakeland and Moscow and then obviously into the state playoffs. Um, you know, they obviously fell to number one Skyline who went on to win the state title and they, you know, lost in horrible conditions in the snow and so, you know, obviously that's a part of football though too, you know. I mean, you ask any coach and they won't make excuses about, you know, um, you know, the weather that's why we lost it. No, you know, Brian Knowles, all the coaches on the staff that's not that's not an excuse. Um, teams got to be able to come overcome that. It's part of football. It's part of just the way it is. Um, but you know, there was a lot of a lot of uh, growth on that field uh, this season, and especially you know the youth. I mean, they had five start sophomores starting throughout the season. Obviously, got up to six towards the end. You know, sophomore quarterback Parker Pettit under center. He was he was big time. Coming up huge, you know, sophomore Wes Benefield, he was he was there at linebacker. I mean, there was two linemen that were sophomores on the offensive line, starting on the offensive line. I mean, there was just so much things going on, so many storylines with this team, and um, it's going to be exciting to see them kind of grow as this goes on. I mean, the sophomore class is super strong, so the future of sampling football is certainly bright, and I know... Everyone's excited to kind of see where they go. Yeah, that's and that's kind of the, the storylines that I've kind of see as the most the most important, or I guess the most <laughs> uh, the most impactful um, in local sports for this for the twenty twenty season. And I didn't even mention, you know, the retirement of Mike Brosnahan, um, longtime swim coach here at Sandpoint, or the Victory Bell being put back up, or. Um, you know, several runners participating in the Boston Marathon virtually here in Sandpoint. I mean, there were so many things that went on um, that I didn't even touch on. Um, but, you know, you can look for my article later this this week in the New Year's um, Eve edition of the paper. I will have a top 10 sports storylines of 2020 um, story in there, and that'll detail the top 10 stories and it'll kind of have a mix of the ones I went over and some ones I didn't cover um because you know they're despite everything that kind of happened you know with the coronavirus and all the guidelines and all the restrictions that you know coaches parents and obviously most and most importantly the athletes had to go through to make these seasons possible I mean we we did it you know I mean they got through it and there were so many things that happened that it really didn't feel like a year, you know. It felt like so much longer than he, I mean, gosh, I mean, it went by so quick, you know, and then we hit so many storylines that I never thought we would get because of, you know, just the way COVID was playing out. But, you know, we got back out, we found a way, and it's great to see. So, yeah, stay tuned and, and look for that in uh, Thursday's paper. But um, we'll see you guys next week on the 7B Podcast. Mm-hmm.